we think that if we've set a goal that we instinctually are going to have the motivation in order to keep them. The truth is, is that you don't. Goal setting, motivation, they are completely different. The truth is I need a blueprint to follow. It is absolutely imperative. How do I set my goals then actually keep the motivation to follow through? All right, I love this question because it's actually a two-parter. Number one, goal setting. Number two, motivation. They are completely different. And so we think that if we've set a goal that we're instinctually going to have the motivation in order to keep them. Because when we wake up in the morning, let's say we have like this new drive. It's like, oh my God, I want to do a YouTube show. Let's just do that nice and easy. Women of Impact. I want to do a YouTube show. I'm so excited. I've set the goal. I want to hit 100,000 followers. I'm going to do that in a year. Amazing. I've got the idea. I've got the strategy. I'm on fire. And then three months later, Shit's hitting the fan, I can't freaking get guests on, equipment is failing, the goal isn't going to help keep me going. So I actually see them as two separate entities. Number one, setting the goal. That means where do I wanna be in what amount of time? That's how I do goal setting. So let's say for instance, in five years, this is actually true, in five years I wanna be able to affect a 14 year old girl that feels insecure about herself. Okay, that's a very clear, very articulate mission of who I want to impact and how I want to impact them. So now I go, that's a very clear goal. Okay, but that's five years. Try and keep motivation just by repeating that goal in your head time and time again for five years. You're not gonna be able to do it. Why? Because when you feel like shit about yourself, guys, when shame comes in, when guilt comes in, when all these emotions come in that are I hate to say inevitable, when you're doing a journey, when you're trying to achieve something, these are all the things that may rear their ugly heads. So the question is, how the hell do I make sure those things do not keep me from my goal? Because you've already set the goal. That has nothing to do with the motivation that's gonna get you there. So, separate them. Now, you've said your goal, okay? I want to achieve this by this date. Now it's, what is the motivation I'm going to use as a tool on the days that I don't feel like I actually wanna achieve my goal, because it's gonna happen. It doesn't matter how many times, guys, I tell myself that I'm going to affect this 14-year-old girl. It doesn't matter how many times I repeat that to myself. When shit hits the fan and I just feel shitty about myself, that reminder of what my goal is doesn't freaking help. It doesn't snap me out of this um, negative downward spiral that I might go into, no matter how much I really want the goal. So when it comes to feeling motivated day to day, what I do is I say, how do I collectively create a toolbox so that when those days come that I don't actually want to achieve my goal because I just feel shitty about myself, what are the things I'm going to use? Okay, motivation number one. People say it, so I don't want it to be freaking cliche or cheesy, but it's true. Have a freaking mission, have your why. So I, my goal is to impact 14 year olds, but how do I emotionally connect to it? Because it's very different from saying I have a goal to emotionally connecting and pulling me out of these holes when I have it. So I go back to what does a 14 year old female, having them think in a certain way important to me? Because I remember what it was like. I remember, guys, what it was like to be 14 and going in my mum's room, tearing up photos of myself because I freaking hated my nose, 
being 14 and feeling shitty about myself when I had these big dreams and everyone told me that I had no right to dream like that. All these things, the little Lisa inside me, the things that I've had to overcome, I go back to and I use it as my biggest motivation so that on the days that I'm not feeling good about myself, I have my why. I go back to emotionally connecting with my why. So what I want you guys to do right now is take what goal you have and then connect emotionally to the why. What is gonna pull you up and out of bed on those days that you really, really do feel shitty about yourself? I can really get behind that. I can really say, all right, Lisa, you're gonna let your negative mind get in the way and demotivate you or are you going to freaking attach yourself to that 14 year old that doesn't feel great about herself so that becomes now a motivation tool for me to go back to all right bear with me that's just one tool it's like the hammer now we want the wrench and just in case it calls for a different skill set so what i then go to is music like music really does allow me to feel a certain way about something so anytime i'm not feeling motivated anytime i just feel like i want to freaking sit on the couch and lick my wounds over how badly i feel about myself or oh my god lisa you're not there yet on your goal and who the hell do you think you are and can can you believe it's taking you this long to get to your goal all of these negative things that get to me is what gets in the way of me achieving the goal I go to, how do I influence myself on the opposite way? So once this starts to spiral, I go to freaking music. I play a song that gets me so freaking amped and jammed. And if I'm not feeling it, guys, I literally will start to wiggle. Like, I'll actually start to sing along. I'll start to dance. It's like, I'm a survivor, right? Like, just belt it out. Put your arms, like, put your body behind it. That is another way of a tool of how I get myself motivated. So another thing is we've all heard about affirmations, but there is a but. You cannot just freaking rely on saying an affirmation and repeating it and then expecting it to actually be so. No, like I think that that's where we go wrong with affirmations. I think that's where we go wrong with quotes and motivation th- motivational tools like that, is that we just expect it to land. But you've got to freaking do the work, right? It's like it's in front of you, but you're the one that has to actually process, that has to remind yourself of what the affirmation means to you and why on earth you're freaking saying it in the first place. So let me just give you an affirmation that I use a lot when I was starting to go on this journey. This too shall pass this too shall pass now it's been used a lot but it's so freaking powerful it's so freaking powerful because it again everything guys everything i ever talk about whether it's goal setting whether it's relationships everything i talk about always comes back to how i feel about myself like that's it like whether i want to be a ceo of a company or whether i want to be an amazing wife or whether i want to be a good friend or whether i want to get over my self-sabotage it all comes back to that Remember one time where you felt so shitty about yourself? You got it? You're holding on to it right now? Okay, great. Now, how do you feel about it? You're like, eh, it kind of still is things, but it never is like it was on that first day or when you first felt like that. And that's exactly how I feel about saying this too shall pass. It's like, while the feeling right now feels so real, it feels like I'm going to feel like this forever. The truth is, is that you don't. And this is just one little signal and a reminder that in that moment that you think, oh my God, everything's falling apart and my goals are uh, gone to shit and who the hell do I think I am going after my goals in the first place. It's just a little disruptor that reminds me, this too shall pass. 
So guys, those are some actual tactical tips and takeaways that you can immediately do in order to push yourself to be motivated, to go and crush your freaking goals, even when, especially when, you don't feel motivated to do it. I'm ready for a complete overhaul, career, personal relationships, and in my spiritual journey. I feel like those should be interconnected in my life, but they are not. How does one undertake a complete life transformation? this video okay here's the thing even just that question is so freaking overwhelming like it's overwhelming for me to read it and then have to answer so the first thing I actually think is try not to put everything all on your plate all at once because I can only freaking imagine if it was overwhelming for me to read it and now have to answer it how it felt for you to actually process that now I don't want to negate how freaking beautiful and amazing it is that you've looked at your life and identified what things actually need to be transformed. That's so amazing, the fact that you've come to this realization. The amount of people that will live their entire lives and believe, or at least try to blind themselves to the fact of these things in their lives, that, oh, no, 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 they're fine, oh, no, 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 it's great. So I want to applaud you in the fact that you've recognized that all of these things in your life don't suit the life that you actually want, and now you're looking to transform. So now that you've identified, which I just said that I love, all these different areas that you need improving. Now I would, I am so goal-oriented, guys. Everything, everything has to go in order of priority. And here's the thing, the amount of times, oh my God, the amount of times when I say this to my team, they're like, yeah, but everything's a priority. No, no, I understand. I make, oh my God, this is a priority, this is a priority. But ultimately, we all need to know when something comes into conflict, when things actually come head to head, which one are you going to choose? You can only put one on top and one a second. Make it freaking binary so that you know which one is the most important to you right now. Because if you're trying to freaking juggle the career and the personal and the relationships, and oh my God, I'm going to freaking drop all the balls. So I don't know about you, but at least I look at it and go, I am setting myself up for dropping all of these balls because I am I'm unable to juggle everything at the same time. And I, I think that's beautiful. I think that's the most amazing realization. And now everything goes into order of priority. So for me, I have different types of priorities because my hours and on the day-to-day -day actually go into my career way more than they do go into my relationship. I, like from Monday to Friday, Every single hour that I'm awake and my husband's awake, we are business partners. Now that's a life that we've chosen. So when I go to hours spent, I have decided I spend it more in my career than on my relationship. But you better freaking believe, guys, you better freaking believe that when career is now affected, uh, comes head to head with relationship, and I have, let's just say I've got 24 hours in a day. And you said, Lisa, it has come to a head and you can only choose which one is more important. I don't freaking hesitate. My relationship every time. I freaking bury my career in the desert because I really decided my relationship with my husband is absolutely the most important thing. But it's not more important than my own personal health and mindset. So now it goes into my relationship coming into conflict with my own um, well-being. I put my well-being first. I don't have conflict on that. And the reason being is now I'm able to say, I need the health. I need to take care of myself. 
Otherwise, I can't freaking come into my relationship with my husband in full ability, in my full capacity. I can't give him my everything. Now that I've laid it out, I love my career. I love my personal development and I love my relationship. But I've actually sat down and looked at which one is more important on a day-to-day and which one is more important when they come into conflict. And knowing which one you're going to spend your time and energy on as the days and as the time goes on. So in saying all of that, you've actually listed, you've got your career, you've got your personal relationships and you've got your spiritual journey. Which one is the most important that you feel is the first one you have to address in order for it, in order for you to crush the other ones? And that's why I said, guys, my self-care comes before my husband. My self-care comes before my career. It's actually not that it's on the surface more important to me. I've seen that if I don't take care of myself, I don't have the energy and stamina to give everything to my career. I've realized that if I don't take care of myself, then I cannot give everything to my husband. I come in insecure, unsure of myself. So even though I actually pride my relationship and my career over my health, I pride myself over it. Not that it's more important, but I concentrate and pride myself over it. And I'm just going to own it. But I realize that if I put, which I've done before, if I put my relationship first or if I put my career first, then ultimately it's going to be massively detrimental to everything else that I do. So I've worked backwards, I've unwound. And I said, even though all of these things are so important to me, which is the first thing that I have to focus on? And every time something comes into conflict, I make it very clear within myself, in my own little rule book, which one I focus on. Because then it starts to take care of all the other things that you want to transform. But start there. Start with a list of priorities, what you're going to do first, and then come up with a game plan of what that actually looks like. So that is exactly how you start on one. You start on one aspect of your life in transforming that. And over time, you will actually start to see it already starts to interconnect with the other parts of your life. So let's say you start to do your spiritual journey. Once you feel very secure that you've really gotten what you're looking for out of it, and then let's say your next thing that you have made as an important part of your life is relationships, you will actually see that the fact that you've concentrated and focused on that spiritual journey, you're now able to bring that over into your relationships, and it automatically, by definition, becomes intertwined. How do you set actionable goals and should it be written in a way that helps you take actionable steps and get things accomplished? Oh my God, okay. Goal setting is such an important thing. How you do it and how you approach it um, may be slightly individualized, but let me tell you exactly how I process things. I'm gonna take my book. My goal is to impact 14 year old girls, not feel badly about themselves like I've done and not have to spend the next 20 years unwinding the negative um, feelings they have about themselves like I've had to do. Okay, now you have that goal, writing actionable steps in order to get there, to me, is so important. You can't, like, this isn't a step you can actually miss. You have to absolutely write what those steps are going to be. Now, the reason why you want to 
very clearly write these steps in order of priority, in order of action. Because guys, if you're anything like me, shit's gonna hit the fan and it's gonna try and derail you completely off your goal. So that could be anything from an emotional thing that you're going through that you didn't expect that now has derailed you from your goal. It could be um, a relationship problem that you're having. It could be you just lost your job. It could be that you got sick. It could be COVID hits the freaking world. No matter what it is, something is going to come in and try and derail you from that goal. So having these steps allows me to get out of my emotions because I can get swept away. I can get so freaking swept away with my emotions. But having an actionable goal in order allows me to say, Lisa, emotions doesn't matter. Like my emotions don't matter in this situation. Are you doing this? Yes or no? I don't give a shit if you feel like it or not. Lisa, the truth is I need a blueprint to follow and so goals in order of priority to me are absolutely imperative all right so now you start to write down your goals start to backtrack and here's the thing you also want to write it's kind of like the, the start line and the finish line right in a race so you're on the starting line where are you right now be freaking honest. Be honest about where you actually are right now. So let me just take a YouTube channel. All right, Lisa, uh, let's just say I want to start a show. I want to call the YouTube channel Women of Impact. Okay, I've got my goal. I want to create a show called Women of Impact. I want to have 100,000 subscribers within the first year. Cool, got it, got my metrics, got my goal. Where am I starting from? All right, Lisa, I know cameras. I've worked behind the scenes. I've produced many, many shows. I built this whole studio. I built a Quest Nutrition studio. So I know freaking content. So I come in and I'm like, okay, I know content. I don't freaking have a clue how to step in front of the camera. I don't have a clue how to be a host. I don't have a clue. No, how the hell do I step in front of a camera like this and not just be completely paralyzed by the fact that a lens is staring at me? How the hell do I not get caught up in all of that? I just embrace where my starting line is. I just say, Lisa, no, you don't know. All right, but that's okay. I've got my starting line. I've never stepped in front of the camera before. I've got my finishing line. I want a YouTube channel that has 100,000 subscribers. Now, there's a big freaking gap between where I am and where I want to go. And so now I lay out the goals. All right, Lisa, step number one. In order to get to the 100,000 subscribers within a year, what's the first thing? I have to step in front of the bloody camera. Like, literally, that is the first thing I must do because there's no way I can do a YouTube channel if I'm too afraid to step in front of the camera in the first place. So that goes my first step, step in front of the camera. Now notice guys, I don't even say publish the video. I just say step in front of the camera because it depends where you are. If you're a newbie and you've never tried anything before, don't even freaking pressure yourself on having to release the video. Just start with step in front of the camera. Then your next goal, as it goes in progress. Next goal is you press record. Maybe you didn't even press record, you just wanted to stand in front of the camera and see how it felt. Maybe it just, you wanted to get comfortable. Okay, so press record. Then the next step, I'm gonna show my friend. I'm just gonna show one person. The next time, I'm gonna watch this three times and sit there and watch it three times and love myself, but be honest about what I'm bad at. All right, that's gonna be my next step. Then I'm going to publish it and I'm gonna see what people say, right? Like, it becomes stepping stones. Why? Because they're on the time that I feel like shit, on the time that I step in front of the camera and I keep messing up, what do I do? Do I literally switch the camera off and never freaking step in front of it again, which is a possibility? 
I have the option. Or do I go back to my cheat sheet? Do I go back to my goal settings? Do I go back to the thing that I've put in order and look at what that next thing is and say, Lisa, while you feel like this, you still got a blueprint and a cheat sheet that you promised yourself you're going to keep going through. So the next time I step in front of the camera and I still feel awkward, I go, all right, you feel freaking awkward, but what did I say I was gonna do? Okay, I said I was gonna record. Okay, I'm gonna record. Even though I feel awkward, I'm still gonna record. So hopefully that gives you a little insight on how to take a freaking big audacious goal Make sure that you're very honest about where you are, not to feel badly, but just so that you can assess what the steps are you're going to have to take and then write them down. And then promise yourself, guys, that you're going to live in accordance to that. And that way, when something else comes on your plate, when someone else comes with maybe an incredible offer, maybe someone comes with a new dazzling shiny toy that you're like, oh, maybe I don't do this YouTube thing, maybe I do this over here. What's your freaking goal? Has your goal changed? Cool. Then you need to start a new plan. You need to actually say, I have decided that this goal no longer applies to the thing that I want in life and now I'm going to pivot. But you have to actually consciously decide. You have to consciously tell yourself that you've written out the goal, that you've given it a shot, and that now your goal doesn't align with who you are. But don't freaking fool yourself. I see this all the freaking time. People change their path because of the difficulty it is to get to the goal. Not because they don't want the goal itself. So I literally will write what the goal is and I'll just keep assessing, is the goal still aligned with what I want? If yes, I just keep going with my game plan. I don't try and persuade myself. I don't try and tell myself it's difficult. I don't try and tell myself, well, lazy, you shouldn't do it. I've already decided, I've already written out the game plan and now I've promised myself I'm going to go in accordance. So just because you've got a goal doesn't mean it always has to be your goal. But make sure that if you say this goal is no longer mine, that you're doing it because the goal in and of itself you no longer want. Not because the freaking path to your goal is too difficult. If you are setting a goal, it won't be easy. If you are setting a goal, you will fall on your freaking face. And I say that with so much love, but you will. And now all you have to say is, is this the goal I'm willing to fall on my face for? How in the world do you find the time to do all you do? Between your show, reading your guest books, having a successful marriage, your drawing, and I'm sure several other side projects you have going on. How do you manage? I'm a highly sensitive person and time management is one of the things that I find overwhelms me. Any tips you can share? Thank you so much for this question, because here's the thing, it's an ever-growing process. What I do now, I am actually trying to improve for next week, next month, next year, and next year, I'll have a better process, and the year after that, I'll have a better process. So everything I'm saying now is just in real time what I do now, and this is the feedback, actually, that I can give you immediately, is that everything that you say or everything that you do is going to be a process. So as you start to acknowledge what are the things in your life that are important, that it will be a process. It's never going to be one and done. You're never going to be like, oh my God, I watched Lisa's video and I got this shit down. I'm done. It's never going to happen. That's the truth. So I allow myself the grace to say, Lisa, there are going to come times where you're not going to be able to juggle everything. There's going to be times where you let yourself down. Let that sink in for a second. There's gonna be times, and I've given myself grace to say, Lisa, there's gonna be times you're gonna let yourself down. 
Because even though you've decided these are the things that you love to do, there are going to be some times that you don't actually act in accordance and you don't show up for the things that you've said. Okay. That's important for me to actually say to myself. Why? Because I always pride myself on growth and I'm never going to have everything down pat. So hopefully using that little tool can actually help you approach this in the most beautiful way because you said that you're very sensitive. So I'm trying to I'm trying to eliminate the emotion behind having to decide and work on these things. So that's the first thing. That helped me eliminate the sensitivity for beating myself up over the fact that I can't do everything all at once. If you own your own business, when an employee leaves your company, whether on good terms or bad, it can feel, I hate to say it, but it actually can feel personal, like you and you alone are the one to blame. And it actually may even trigger you to lock down your business, not open yourself up and not actually risk trying anyone else. Like you actually would your heart after a bad breakup and avoid looking for that new partner altogether. Well, let's face it, sometimes we can do that with highs as well. And trust me, guys, I've been there. I get the thought of bringing in a new stranger into your business actually fills your heart with more anxiety than it does love and joy. But when you post your jobs on LinkedIn, you can actually feel the confidence that you will find the right person for the right job fast because LinkedIn isn't actually just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Because guys, it gives you access to professionals that you actually can't find anywhere else. And so LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive, which then makes hiring with confidence easy when you have that many quality candidates. And it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. So post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash Lisa. That's linkedin.com slash Lisa to post your job for utterly free. And of course, terms and conditions always apply. As an entrepreneur, one of the biggest challenges you will face is the negative voice in your head. You know who I'm talking about? That may be not so small part of you that loudly doubts your abilities to actually pull the things off and make a living from your passion project. But you've got to overcome that negative voice in your head, homie, because I'm telling you, you can do it especially if you use Shopify. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From launching your business to hitting a million dollars, Shopify has got you completely covered. And with all the built-in Magic AI award-winning customer service and the internet's best converting checkout, you have everything you need to shut down the voice of doubt and make all your amazing business dreams a reality. That's exactly why, guys, I love Shopify. So if you want to start growing your business with more customers and sales, shut that negative voice down and prove her wrong that you can do it, Shopify is here for you. So go and sign up for just $1 a month with your trial period at shopify.com slash Lisa all lowercase. Again, guys, you can go to shopify.com slash Lisa right now to grow your business no matter where you are and what stage it's in. That's shopify.com slash Lisa. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All right. Now, 
I want to think that I'm Wonder Woman. I want to think that I have so many superpowers that I can handle any shit that comes my way. I really wish I could do everything that Wonder Woman could do. But the truth is, guys, I can't. And so my superpower now is recognizing that I can't. And I go back to which one takes priority. Guys, I know that I'm freaking beating that to death in this episode, but let me freaking tell you, if, if you take nothing else away from this episode, it has to be that. No matter what, every time you try and convince yourself, but these have equal importance. No, they freaking don't. No, they don't. I'm going to be really dramatic because they really freaking don't, guys. You have to decide which one takes priority and it's never a one and done it's never written in freaking stone and you leave it i do this on a weekly basis so let's take for instance i had the strategy i have my show i had the pattern i had the way that i do it i have a way of prepping for it i always schedule my time before the day before i have like five hours and then the morning of i have let's say depending on what time they start i have like another three or four hours so i know i'm roughly putting in around eight to nine hours depending on the guest prep just for an episode. That was my schedule. That was how I did it. Everything else came after that. I had it very neatly done. I knew when I was shooting. I knew when I was prepping. And then Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays were my time with my hubby for my marriage. All right. Well, things fucking change. (laughs) COVID happens. I then get approached to write a book. So all these things, your life will change. Your priorities will change. But all these things started to happen. And instead of me trying to put it right on my back, right, where it's like eventually your back's going to break, the straw that broke the camel's back is the same for a reason. It's like I started to realize in my growth mindset, in the things that I've been doing over these last 10 years, I just freaking call a spade a spade. And I just said to myself, instead of trying to pride myself on being able to carry everything, I just said, Lisa, you can only carry 100 pounds on your back. Let's just say. The second someone puts 101 pounds, you're going to freaking break. Great. Now I know that. Now I know where my bandwidth is. And not to feel badly about it, but just to know, oh, okay, this is the extra pound. This pound now is a big waving flag. The waving flag is telling me, Lisa, you must adjust and reassess your schedule and how you approach things because something else has happened. So identify the flags of where you may be overwhelmed. I've gotten to know myself enough to know how much I can handle. And so I've now gotten to the point where I can process something. So perfect example, let's take my book. So I had my show, I had my marriage with my husband, I was drawing on the weekends, and now this book comes, uh, this book offer came in. And so while that felt felt great, it totally stroked my ego. I was like, well, hang on a minute, Lisa. A, does the book actually make sense with your mission and your goal? Remember to help the 14-year-old that's still my freaking North Star. No amount of amazing opportunities that come my way is going to derail me from my North Star and my mission. So the book offer comes in. I assess, does this actually make sense with my goals that I've set for myself that I've said I wanted to meet? Yes, it does. Because it talks about everything that I've had to battle in my childhood, in my teen years, all the negativity, self-sabotage, negative voice, all of that good, all of that good, good stuff. Um, the book covers all of that. So it absolutely aligns with my goal. And now I go, okay, this absolutely aligns with my goal. So now I look at the book and I say, where does the book fit in with everything else I have on my plate? Okay, as a leader in my company, I always wanna make sure that I'm there for my team. But I, I really freaking believe in my team and I freaking believe that they're amazing. Now look, everyone's gonna fail, so it's not like I think that they're amazing and never gonna fail, but the rule we have in impact theory is you can dent the car, you just can't total it. So 
I have the book, I realize it aligns with my mission. And now what I do is I put that, like I said before, in order of priority. Now, how do I do that? I just say, I just think, where are my hours best spent? No ego, just where are my hours actually best spent? Well, I've got a freaking amazing team. So I know that I don't actually have to be with the team every single week, that I can trust and set them up for success to be able to handle their shit and know that they're going to probably, wreck, they're probably going to dent the car a few times, but they're not going to wreck it. And so I go, okay, well, what's more important? Making sure that I'm always there, making sure that they don't dent the car, that this is the priority on my book. Okay, well, my book, easy. So I was able to then take my schedule and rearrange. Guys, you only freaking have 24 hours in a day. There's only seven days a week, period. And so I know there is no way I can just squeeze this in. I know that I have to actually take the hours that I'm spending and reallocate them into the things that I'm doing. So what I ended up doing is when I took the book on, I did it in stages, I set myself up for success, and I said, okay, for the first six months, I can spend eight hours on it a week. But then it gets more intense, then it gets more time that I need to spend on it. So what I did is, right from the beginning, I sat with my team and said, guys, my book's gonna be, deadline is gonna be this day, I'm not gonna be available for two weeks before that, then a month before that, I'm only gonna be available for five hours a day, and then, and I literally wrote out a schedule of how my time is going to be changed with my team, with being on the show, little by little. Now here's another one for you guys. It's having to make the hard freaking choices. And sometimes you're not gonna like the choices you make, but everything goes to, do you actually want that end goal or not? So the choice being, I used to do intros, I'm just gonna say, I used to do these epic intros for the guest. It brings my heart so much joy so much joy and it gives me time to really embody the guest but here's the thing youtube fucking data doesn't care like it literally doesn't make a difference to an episode that you guys see whether it succeeds or not me writing these intros actually doesn't make a difference you guys still see the videos the videos are still impacting you so now i go these two hours it actually took me two hours these two hours eat that i'm spending on each guest is that actually worth my time now? Does it actually push me towards my goals? Does it actually help? And the truth was, while I liked them, it didn't. I was still creating impact. The videos are still performing. So now I realize I was holding on to it for my own sake. Once I can break shit down, guys, take what I'm saying, apply it to you, but break it down to be that succinct, that understanding, you know exactly why you're making the decision. Then you can add, like, take off the rose-colored goggles so that you can actually then see where your time is spent and if it actually aligns with the most importance. So I look at everything I do and I go, I've only got 24 hours a day, I've only got seven days a week, how much hours and time do I actually want to dedicate to these things that I have claimed are important in my life? So my marriage. I don't hang out with my husband during the week. I hang out with my business partner. In fact, if we don't even hang out, we have meetings. But I still have a wonderful marriage. But that's a marriage that I have decided is going to have that amount of hours and time and attention spent on it. And the last thing I'm gonna say is, guys, is break every preconceived notion of how you do things. Let me repeat that. Break every preconceived notion of how you do things. 
So I had a whole way. I had a way of doing my intros. I had a way of prepping for a guest. I had a way of reading the book. I would schedule the time. But now I, don't just, I literally don't have enough hours because I know there's only 24 and I need my sleep. I'm not cutting my sleep. That's just one more thing to add. I've made a claim. I, Lisa does not set alarms. Why? Because I need to show up in my full freaking force. And I know myself well enough. If I'm freaking tired, I'm not going to. So I've made it a blanket statement. I do not set alarms. That's another thing. And taking the hours that I'm awake and breaking those down, I really do go into how do I break the preconceived notion that I'm under right now that I sit down and read a guest book. Let's just take this as an example. Because I had to wait. And I was like, this works for me. Well, fuck, how? I was like, oh, break everything that you think. All right, well, I have to read a book. All right, is there an audible version? Nope. Oh, well, shit, I've just heard about this thing called Speechify. That you can actually upload a PDF to it, and now I can listen to it. Amazing. Okay, but how do I use now Audible as a PDF? Um, how do I use that in prepping for a guest? Okay, what I can do is actually, while I cook dinner, to be honest, I actually don't need to focus or concentrate. So I'm going to blend cooking dinner and prepping for my guests at the same time. So now I've just taken something that may take me 30 minutes over here and an hour over here, and now I've put them together. Okay, what else can I do? I shower. Guys, I actually shower. Well, listen to the guest book. Look, I have like one of those... <laughs> I have a shower cap and I put it over my headphones and I literally, whether it's a podcast interview of the guest or whether it's a book that I'm listening to, I have now figured out a way to do it while I'm in the shower because I was like, well, I have to have a shower and it's enough to prep for the guest. So I just think outside the box. So when I say things like this, there are ways to do it. But I'm going to recap everything I just said. In order to do that, you have to know what is important to you. You have to know what order of priority. You have to break all preconceived notions of how you approach it. And then, guys, you have to make sure this is not freaking set in stone. That each, maybe each week, I don't know each week, but it's up to you. Each week, you actually assess what is more important. Because let me freaking tell you, when I don't feel connected to my husband, the very first thing I say is, we're going to take half a day off or whatever. We actually don't take half a day off. But I make them once where I'm like, we're going to stop work early and we're going to go and have dinner together like I just freaking make those demands because ultimately I know that when it comes to it what takes priority what needs more attention right now and what helps feed in to the bigger goal and that goal being the living the life that I freaking want how do I follow through on the promise to change and achieve my goal without falling back well I don't know if this helps but the great news is you will fall back and I actually say things like that, guys, on purpose because I want to set myself up for success. Like that's ultimately what I always go down to. I have a goal. I have this thing that I really want to achieve. But how the hell do I set myself up for success? Like actually build the foundation to get me where I want to go. And the first thing that I can say when I read this is you're not setting yourself up for success because you think that by falling backwards may be a failure. And to be honest, it is part of the freaking process. If you keep falling, that should be the freaking indication that you're keeping the promise to yourself because you promised yourself that you would change. Failure is a part of that change, guys. So the fact that you are failing can be a beautiful indication that you are making the moves to change in the first place. Now, the problem, though, then lies in how do you make sure that doesn't deter you from trying again? How do you make sure that doesn't stop you 
from falling further and further back. Because at some point, you can take one step forward, but if you keep taking two steps back, then of course you're never going to actually achieve your goal. So I would say start with reframing the freaking question to say, when I fall back, because I'm changing, words matter. So when I fall back, because I'm changing, how do I make sure that I get back up? Awesome. Now you've acknowledged that you will fall, you're giving yourself a freaking pat on the back that the falling is actually the indication that you're trying and changing. And now even just saying that allows you to feel good about yourself, that you made a promise that you're going to change. And that even though you've taken steps back, you haven't stopped on your promise. That's beautiful. And don't ever, ever ignore that part of it. And that is now where you start to actually write down the goal, the steps, and then have that blueprint so that when you fall, you can get back up by using the blueprint as your instruction manual. How do you achieve your goals without support when you don't have family and friends? All right, what I actually find super freaking interesting about this question is the fact that I actually started off with the opposite. I had a loving husband, and so I was like, ah, oh, I've got the support. Every time I fall, he's there to catch me. My mom, like all of these people in my life that were amazing that will have my back anytime. And the problem was I relied on them. The problem was I used them as my crutch. The problem was I was turning to them to actually be my hero. And the truth was, guys, that mentality, that way of actually handling it, ended up setting me up for disaster. And I'm going to share a little story, personal story with you, of how I came to this conclusion. I really hope you feel the weight of this. So it was in the middle of my worst freaking health issues that I've had. I've had I had massive gut, intestinal pain. Um, I've been battling that for around five years now. And when it first happened, it got to the point many times, one very specific occasion, where I was in the middle of a photo shoot and I started to get a cramp. So I just excused myself, I went upstairs and I honestly, guys, I like fell on the floor and I could barely breathe. I was like holding my stomach and I was like, oh crap, oh crap, I need, I need my husband to help me. Like I'm in the middle of a photo shoot, I cannot get up off the floor. I'm in absolute gastrointestinal pain and agony. And I was like, I need my husband, I need my husband. So I picked up my phone and I called him. And we have a rule in the Bill U household that you can ignore my first call, you can ignore my second call, but the third call means you have to drop whatever the frick you're doing. I don't care if you're with in an interview with Obama or Oprah, you freaking drop it and you go, you say you're sorry, you're gonna bounce. That is how important three calls are. And we have this rule. So I'm on the floor, I'm in agony, I'm telling myself, fuck, I can't get up off the floor. I need my husband, I need my husband. I'm calling him, he's ignoring me. I call him the second time, he doesn't freaking answer. I call him the third time, he doesn't freaking answer. So now I'm here on the floor, feeling like I need support, feeling like my goal is to get up, to go back to the freaking set, and I don't have him to help. And guys, that was the moment. That was the moment I realized I'm the freaking hero of my own life. Yes, I want my husband there, but I don't need him. And that was the moment I realized I'm the hero of my own life. Everything starts and ends with me. Now, while it's wonderful and incredible to have people around you that can give you that extra oomph when you're not feeling like it, I'm not gonna freaking lie, of course. 
But let's not actually do ourselves a disservice and say that that is the most important thing. The most important thing is that you freaking support yourself. The most important thing is that you've got your own back. The most freaking important thing is knowing that when the shit hits the fan, when you fall on your face, when you're feeling like utter crap, that the person, the only person that matters, that you can turn to is yourself. And now knowing that, knowing that you are your biggest hero, you, you are your freaking biggest champion, grab the pom-poms and when you're goal setting and when you fall on your face, you get those pom-poms on and you freaking cheer yourself on. Because no matter what, whether you've got the friends, the family, the partner, the main thing, the most important thing is that you actually support and cheer yourself. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. If you're fed up of people constantly pushing you around, ignoring your boundaries and just disrespecting you left, right and centre, then it's time to finally stop letting people walk all over you and start actually standing up for yourself, my homie. Because trust me, I've been there, staying silent and living a life I never actually wanted for myself, but lacked the confidence to do anything about it. But I was able to go from someone who settled and lacked all the confidence in herself to someone who comfortably commands respect and guys and my homie even with the fears the doubts and uncertainty you can finally go after what you freaking want in life set boundaries speak up show up fight imposter syndrome and stop people pleasing and i break down how to actually do this step by step in my book radical confidence and when you pre-order your copy of radical confidence right now today guys you can get a free gift valued at 171 dollars, which includes my ultimate guide to radical confidence which is a workbook that you actually can work through as you're reading my book three months ad-free listening to women of impact on podcast and one hour exclusive relationship coaching sessions with me and my hubby of 21 years tom so my homie if you go and pre-order this book right now you get all of those things for utterly free which has been valued at 171 dollars so go over to radicalconfidence.com to pre-order your copy right now that's radicalconfidence.com see you there my homie let's freaking go